0: In Luke 17 and verse number 11, please. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan and Jesus answering said we're not 10 cleansed but where are the 9 There are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. The title of this message is this. If you get, go back. If you get, go back. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to look into your word. Please speak to our hearts in this brief time we have left. If someone is here today and they've never heard the gospel or they've never yet placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I pray that they would do that today. And Lord, help us with our faith to grow in grace and grow in our relationship with you. Help us to understand more fully this concept of being thankful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. It's a simple story. Jesus is traveling around. He's teaching and he's preaching. And it says in verse 12, he entered into a certain village and there were 10 men that were lepers. Now, this was a contagious disease. And in that particular time, it was something where they were required by law to stand a long way off from other people because it could easily transfer to other people. And so there's these 10 men. They had this disease called leprosy. And then, so they're shouting at Jesus. They had heard about Jesus and his power over everything, over disease, over death, over blindness, and they heard that he was coming through. And so they shout to him, and they just say this, have mercy on us. Now we serve a merciful God. Amen. We serve a merciful God. And he wants us to do what these men did. He wants us to try to get his attention and say, have mercy on me. Please help me. And very simply, he tells them this. It's kind of strange because he doesn't do, God is so interesting. (laughs) He doesn't do what you would expect him to do. I think oftentimes this is one of the biggest Uh, reasons why maybe we fail in our faith or we stumble in our faith is because we think that we can anticipate what he will do and how he will do it. We cannot anticipate it. He is not a God that can be be found out. This jacket is heavy wool. I'm going to take this bad boy off. We can learn that when it comes to when it comes to faith is let's try not to anticipate exactly what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. And he tells them simply this. He says, go show yourself to the priest. you said, because in the Old Testament, it says that if somebody was ever cleansed of leprosy, then they had to go and show the priest and the priest would pronounce them to be clean. OK, and then they would be able to get back into Society, and they would go back to their families, and they could go to the temple again, and they could go back to their jobs, and they could they could go back to their social circles. And so Jesus did not say, "Be healed," right? That's what I would expect. That's probably what perhaps what you would expect from a distance. Be healed. and in other cases, he comes up and he actually touches the leper, which I'm sure gasps all around. Oh my goodness, he touched him. Doesn't he know that's a contagious disease? Jesus is not afraid of contagious disease. He has power over contagious disease, praise the Lord. But he just says, go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it says that as they went, they were cleansed. We can see the faith in his word. He pronounces the word to them. Go show yourself to the priest. They heard him and they just did it. And God comes alongside of us and does amazing things in our life when we're just willing to take his word and just do what he says. So often we're looking for this this big, complicated way that he's going to do things. And really it just comes down to simple faith. But it says that there were 10 cleansed And only one of them turned back. Only one of them turned back. Only one of them out of 10 turned back. They're shouting to Jesus from a distance. They're shouting. They're not close enough to just speak to him. They're shouting. Jesus says he shouts back. Go show yourself to the priest. They're like, I mean, what do they have to lose? Oh, well, guys, what do you have to lose of doing it Jesus's way? Well, I got to count the cost, and I'm not really sure. Oh, so the op- so then you're just thinking, well, I can just live with leprosy, I guess, for the rest of my life. I don't really think that's going to work. Just simple faith is so powerful. It's so powerful. And they heard him and they just they all turned around. And one of them, ah! Oh, my skin, my 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 skin. My skin. That's terrible. I don't know how I, I was trying to say skin and clean at the same time. You guys ever do that? Get your words all mixed up. My skin is clean. That's not the proper way to say that. My skin is clean. There we go. Came out. Right? And as soon as he saw that his skin was clean. What does he do? Only one of them. Turns back, goes back to Jesus, and he thanks him. Only one of them. Turn back. Isn't it interesting? I love, look, the words in your Bible are so important, right? If you look at verse number 13, it says, they lifted up their voices. What does that mean? It means they shouted. They lifted up their voice. And they shouted to Jesus, have mercy on us. But notice when he came back and he realized he was clean, notice what it says here. And with a loud voice, glorified God. The volume was high when he needed the volume was also high when he praised. There's a lesson in that, friends. Oftentimes when we need something from God, we need to get his attention. We're very loud. We're very obnoxious. We're very boisterous. We pray all the time. Every time we worry about that thing, we pray. And then when we get it, we may not be thankful at all. Or we may just kind of whisper a little prayer and say, thank you, Jesus. And, 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 and this man, when he realized he was healed... He was loud glorifying God. He wanted everybody to know. And more importantly, he wanted Jesus to hear him. And it says he fell down on his face at his feet, at Jesus's feet, giving him thanks. Notice it says here he glorified God and fell at his feet. It would have been wrong of Jesus to receive worship and thanks if he were only a human being. But he's glorifying God and Jesus is God in the flesh. And so it is not wrong for Jesus to receive the thanks. It is right and good to thank God. And it is right and good to glorify Jesus Christ and to lift up our voices. Well, brother, I like the kind of churches that sing in those hushed, reverent tones. Man, you can have that kind of stuff. I want it to be loud. You think when we get to heaven and we actually see Jesus... We're going to sing in hushed, reverent tones. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. I'm not interested in that. That's the kind of stuff you listen to when you want to go to sleep. That's Sunday afternoon nap time singing. That's what that is. Amen. Sing loud i can't sing that good sing anyway lift up your voice make a joyful noise the bible says in psalm 100 and so we'll just give like a quick little list here how do we practice thankfulness how do we practice gratitude very very simple simple ways number one we can practice it in writing a gratitude journal now Oftentimes in in, in therapy, they say you need to to do a a gratitude journal, but it's, as a Christian, we would address that to God. We're not just going to put it on the page. You said, here's here's something interesting. Now, I've got a big outline here, and we're not going to do all of it, but but no promises. Oh, you see how quiet that was? There's no loud praising right there. Where's the loud praise? I'm just kidding. Here we go. I'm having a fun time. Look at Romans chapter number one. Romans 1, look at verse 21. Romans 1, 21. This is talking about people and cultures who really, when they have so much to thank God for, they don't do it. And instead of their life being stable anyway, it actually slides off and becomes absolutely awful and we're not going to take the time to read through this whole chapter i just want to point out verse number 21 it says because that when they knew god they glorified him not as god neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise they became fools These people knew that God had given them these amazing gifts. They knew that God had given them all of these amazing blessings. Every good thing and every perfect gift cometh from above. The Bible says in the book of James in chapter number one, every good thing that we have in our life. You say, well, I did that with my own hard work. Who's the one that gave you the mental acuity? See, if I wasn't mentally acute, I couldn't have said that word. I'm just having fun. Listen, uh, God is the one who even gives us the ability to, to, to have the intelligence and the education and the opportunities to do these jobs and to make this kind of money to do the things that we do. Every good thing comes from God. And these people, they knew, they knew that it came from God and they were not thankful. They did not return thanks back to God. But instead, the Bible says, they became vain in their imaginations. You either begin to turn and be thankful to God intentionally or you end up becoming vain in your imagination. It becomes all about you. It becomes empty and it's all about you. Let me tell you something. Doing a gratitude journal and not writing to God is vain in your imagination. Who are you writing it to? By the way, that that whole thing where there's something inside of you that you want to be thankful is evidence that there is a God. We live in a world that wants to cast doubt on faith all the time. People have fun doing it. But they want to keep a gratitude journal. To who? To who? An article written by Harvard University on gratitude says this in some ways gratitude encompasses all of the meanings of grace graciousness gratefulness gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives whether tangible or intangible with gratitude people acknowledge the goodness in their life in the process people usually recognize that the source of that goodness... Listen to this. This is, this is Harvard Health. These are smart people. Not necessarily Bible believers. Not necessarily Christians. But it says gratitude... With gratitude, people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. In the process, people usually recognize that the source of that goodness lies at, le- at least partially outside themselves. As a result... Being grateful also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individuals, including a higher power. Can we just say this? Gratitude connects you to God in a way that nothing else will. If we just take that simple story of the lepers, which one of them was close to Jesus? Which one of them got to see him up close? Which one of them got more truth in their life to help them on their journey after the healing? It was the one that was thankful. And so, far, so, so oftentimes, we can be thankful to other people, and we should. We should be thankful to the, the family that we have, to the people in our life, as we have done a little bit here today, thanking others and mentioning others' names. We should do that. And you know what it does when you mention that to the people that you care about? It draws you closer to them. It draws you closer to them. Friends, the same exact thing is true of our God in taking the time to thank him. I'll go through the short list and then we'll be done. The first thing is gratitude journal. In essence, you take a little notebook and you just write down things you're thankful for. And even to do do this every single day. What an incredible practice this is. God, and address it. Dear God, thank you for, and just begin to list. Fill that page up. I challenge you to do that sometime today or tomorrow over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. I challenge you to do that. How do we practice thankfulness? In singing. We did it today. Together as a group. In singing to the Lord. The entire book of Psalms is the hymn book for the nation of Israel. And many of them, including the one that that we have on our posters, Psalm 100, is a song. It's not just to make us feel better, even though it does. we 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 don't practice gratitude just for mental health reasons, even though it certainly does help our mental health. We practice gratitude because we serve a good God And he is worthy of our praise. If someone does something amazing for me in my life, and I don't even take the time to thank them, what does that tell that person? What does ingratitude tell them? It's an insult. I mean, they, they take it's. It's not that what they did was so bad. It's the fact that they think now they think they're bad. And that's why gratitude starts with just the simple practice of God is good. God is good. It's not just thanking God for what he's given us. It's also recognizing these things are good because God is good. We practice thankfulness in writing and singing. Sing songs. Sing songs. Listen to the singing. Sing along with the songs. Many of us do that. Next. Practice thanksgiving verbally in prayer to God. Jesus, when he, the the, the several times where it mentioned specifically in scripture that when Jesus was about to eat, the Bible says that before he broke the bread in the feeding of the 5,000, and then later when he instituted the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, before he broke the bread, he thanked God. And if Jesus thanked God, then surely we should as well. Verbally thank him. God, thank you. Thank you. You can also do that just mentally in prayer, right? Just in your spirit. You don't have to verbally say it. Verbally say it sometimes. Sometimes it's important for us to hear ourselves say, God, thank you. God, thank you. But also in your heart, you can say, God, thank you. God, thank you that I feel the sunshine right now. God, thank you for that beautiful red tree outside. Thank you for that. In noticing the nice things throughout our days. God, thank you that TTC didn't leave me and they're finally unscheduled for once in their life. Amen. God, thank you. In our actions of lifestyle choices, we can just see kind of the simple lifestyle choice here of these these Samaritans. Right? The Bible doesn't record, or not the Samaritans, but the, but the lepers that were healed. Only the Samaritan went back. These nine, they just sprinted towards the priest and they were healed. And they didn't even, over their shoulder, thank you! They didn't do one of those. Their lifestyle showed that they weren't necessarily thankful for what happened. They were, maybe they were glad to have it, but they didn't return thanks. And our lifestyle really begins to reflect whether or not we are thankful talk about it that's why every thanksgiving and we do this several times a year several several times a year does anybody have any testimony to give any praise to the lord something he's done and sometimes life is tough and we seem to be in a low season and we're not getting a lot of answers to our prayers just right that right right then but we can still say God, thank you for saving me. I praise you for your goodness by faith. We can talk about it. Verbally sharing blessings to others of what God has done. Praise the Lord. God is good. God is good. You know what? God is good because he created coffee. He didn't have to. But he loves me. And if you love coffee, he loves you too. And those of you who don't love coffee, he still loves you, but maybe not quite as much. (laughs) No, I'm just teasing. Look, guys, even think about food. He didn't have to make food taste good. Here's something I'd like to know one day in heaven. Do the cows really enjoy the taste of grass or is that just all they have? I don't know. Maybe they love it. Maybe that's their favorite thing. I cannot wait to wake up in the morning and eat more grass all day long. I mean, if you're going to do it all day, surely you'd like, I mean, I don't know. But think about all the flavors that we enjoy today. The salty and the sweet and the savory and the little dessert cup thingies. Healthy dessert cup thingies. Right? And you know what? And this is just my own own weird mind. I even think that using these kind of Strange wooden forks makes it taste a little different. Don't you think it tastes a little different off of a plastic fork or off of a a metal fork or off of a wooden fork? Look, next time we're going to advertise Thanksgiving with wooden forks. What? Listen, God loves us. He loves variety even. And when we notice these things and think, hey, man, that's kind of cool, instead of complaining about the wooden forks, bless the Lord, which I know we can't. God says that we can complain about the paper straws, though. I'm going to go ahead and throw that in. I'm just teasing, just teasing. Right. But talk about it. Talk about it. God is good. God is good. Even in the little things, like all the food is delicious, it all tastes differently. It doesn't all taste the same. Praise the Lord. God is good. Next, we have three more things. Teach it. You know, my kids, oftentimes, if I'm not careful, I'll hear them say something and I get upset and think, that's not right. They shouldn't say that. And then I realize, oh, wait, I say that all the time. In in being thankful, we're actually teaching. We should teach our kids to be thankful. Say thank you. We do that when they're little tiny tots. We should do that all the way up. All the way up and out. Say thank you. (laughs) Say thank you. Teach it to others. Take care of it. If you have given, if, if God has given you something, and you recognize that he's given you that, take care of it. Maintenance in essence, is really an act of gratitude. Why take care of your car? Well, so your car will take care of you, right? If you just let it go, eventually it'll blow up. But you know another reason for a Christian to take care of the things God gives us? Is this an act of gratitude? God, thank you. Listen, could we say this, that if we worked a little harder on the gratitude and taking care of the things that God has given us, then maybe we would suffer a little less from covetousness and wishing that the next one and the bigger one and the, and the, and, and, and the most popular one and, and eh, just taking care of them. Instead of buying a new car, just go wash the one you have. That really does work sometimes, you know? Nothing wrong with getting a new car. Just talking about maintenance, gratitude. Last one, give back. Give back generously. You know, we're going to have an offering here in just a moment. There are times in my Christian life where my heart's just overwhelmed with God's goodness. And God will speak to my heart. I'll I'll get this sense. And God says, you know what? You can express that to me through an offering. Oh, pastor, with you pastors, it always comes down to money. You know what? It really doesn't. God's taking care of this church. God says that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It is one way to express your gratitude. We do that in our relationship. April's birthday's coming up. November third. She's expecting like something huge. <laughs> Like a new yacht or something. I don't know. Well, if you loved me. No, she's not. I'm really picking on her right now. She's never in here for the preaching because she's always helping with the kids. So this is my opportunity to pick on her publicly, which is an act of love and gratitude. Right? Right? <laughs> Give back generously to God in praise, in financial offerings of thanksgiving, and give back to others who can benefit from your generosity, your time, your talent, your treasure. Ingratitude is a sin and leads to prideful and vain imaginations. Gratitude gives perspective. I am the beneficiary, not the benefactor. Everybody bow your heads, please, and close your eyes.